No, Mike, don't let Nick trick us into talking about music. He's trying to do that mind trick he does where oh. he, he he doesn't understand what we're talking about, so he tries to bring it back to the episode so that he feels more comfortable. Nick, we need at least 10 more minutes in our paradise world of Animal Crossing before we have to come back to reality. Come An on. unintended consequence of doing this podcast for so long is I've learned how to manipulate conversations to go in the direction I want them to go. <laughs> Well, it's not going to work this time, Nick, because you're not in charge. I am. On this week's episode of the Song Topsy Report. Ooh, well done. That's how you do it, Nick. Yeah. That's how you fucking do it, where we dissect bad, bizarre, otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your new host, Steve Trollinger. I am recently dethroned Nick Brigadier. And I'm still just chilling Mike Russell. (laughs) Mike is still shirtless, I feel like, from the last recording we did. Yeah, I got a heavier blanket this time, Nick. You know, I got a... And it's getting warmer. It is. Yeah, it was like, what, 70 degrees this weekend. Yes, it's been gorgeous. Uh, What a wonderful... I wouldn't know. (laughs) I was going to say, what a wonderful time for all of us to be sequestered in our own individual homes recording a podcast. Yeah, it makes me want to move to Ohio or Florida or something. (laughs) So I can go outside. I see you pushing that can of worms to the center of our metaphorical (laughs) table, Steve, but I'm not opening it. Come on, don't you want some of my delicious peanut brittle? No, Steve, I want to discuss music. And actually, on that note, if it is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already, because this one is going to be possibly a self-indulgent episode, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's literally a self-indulgent episode. We're indulging in things that we like. We are forcing our guilty pleasures upon one another and being like, I don't care that it's bad. Listen. Oh, well, thanks, Mike. Thanks for bearing the lead and spoiling what our oh. episode's going to be about today before oh. I can talk about it. But, Steve, why don't you expand upon oh, it? You know, <laughs> no, you know, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> Jeff's going to stop recording because it's it's useless. I don't care anymore. Um, Steve, Steve, that's not burying the lead. That's blowing your load too early is what I'm going to take my balls and go home. <laughs> yeah, no, no. They're empty now anyway. Steve, you're, <laughs> Steve, you're already home. There's no place left to go. That's true. Um, so as Mike... As Mike hinted at with the full weight of a sledgehammer, uh, today's episode is going to be all about guilty pleasures. Now, we like to talk about crap music here on the show or weird music. And, you know, every so often we'll talk about something that one or more of us might actually enjoy accidentally. Um, I'm trying to think of some. Do we do we have examples of previous episodes where one of us was very upset that the rest of us thought it was terrible? Oh yeah, I think I blew up your crapometer when it tried to tell me Aqua was bad. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> like get the fuck the out of here. That great. By the way, the crapometer will return. I've I've got plenty of time to to tinker with it now. So, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm waiting for some new parts to come in. Um, they the problem is they come from a very particular part of the planet that. Uh, is difficult to get things from right now. Um, that could be anywhere but, in the world right now. Yeah. That being that being said, <laughs> I was going to say more, but I stopped myself. That being said, um, we are discussing uh, very purposefully this time uh, songs that we all like, that we can recognize. We're all fairly, fairly self-aware to note that these songs are not great songs uh, or might be weird-ass songs that other people might not like. But we have our own personal stories that make us... Uh, make it seem a little bit less crazy that we like these. Oh, yes, yeah, Steve, because um, we, for for the most part, haven't heard each other's music too much. But, Steve, I will say, I fall more into the latter category you described in that my, the, the song I, I have brought to the table is a fantastic song. I just tried to gauge it based on what would I not want to play loudly in a room full of unfamiliar people or just driving down the street uh, what song would alarm people the most that I truly enjoy? Well, that's one criteria, sure. <laughs> but we will come across others today, I am sure. 
Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be discussing our personal, uh, some of our guilty pleasure songs, and I believe I drew the shortest straw and we'll be starting first. Yeah, I want whatever Nick is going to play. If I, my ears are going to bleed, I need ample time to clean them out. <laughs> well, long-time <laughs> listeners might know, I am a huge aficionado of metal music. They're all so beautiful. They co- it come, The genre comes in so many shapes and sizes. There's no, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> no. You told us before the episode started, you picked this one because it's the only one people can understand. Exactly. There's intelligible metal. There's unintelligible metal. There's speed. There's thrash. There's black metal. There's tech math metal. There's melodic death metal. There's blackened death metal. There is symphonic metal. There's power metal. There's speed metal. You know, Nick, folk it metal. sounds to me like all these metal artists really wanted to sound special, so they're like, oh, no, 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 this is a new type of metal. And then I'm like thinking, I don't know, I still can't understand shit these people are saying. Wait, what? is it new metal? No, 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 it's a new type of metal. <laughs> it's the new N-E-W, new metal. N-E-W, not N-U. <laughs> so the song that I chose is by a German power metal band that I enjoy very much named Power Wolf. They have written a myriad of different songs, but the one song that always truly stands out is, you know, there's so many metal songs that have been written about dark subjects, about, I don't know, various emotions, various life situations, but very few metal songs have been written specifically about erections. You know, it's an underrepresented subject for music, and the song I chose today (laughs) is all about that. Here's a little bit of the hit song Resurrection by Erection by the band (laughs) Powerwolf. Let's yeah. start with that. <laughs> uh, this is, oh, Nick. Oh, great choice, buddy. Great choice. This is amazing. Are you kidding? So very, very, very biblical so far. Oh, no. So uh, very quickly, uh, I have to discuss the bio of this band. Like I said, German power metal band, Powerwolf, uh, founded in 2003 in Sarsbrücken. Uh, the group uses dark themes and images. They're considered, they have the trappings of like a scary kind of, black gothic metal sort of look, but their music is a little bit more considered power metal. However, I I came up with my own name for this genre. I call this Castlevania metal. It's just very organ-heavy, creepy, sounds like it would be in a church. Um, Vampire fighting music. Exactly. Uh, a lot of their lyrics are characterized by the treatment of Christianity and ancient Romanian legends. Um, they don't consider themselves a religious band. They call themselves spiritual because a lot of their music is about either Catholicism or occasionally what people consider to be Satanism. But they cover a wide range of genres. What I actually liked was um, one of the band members, when he was asked if it was a Christian band or a Satanic band, they answered, quote, I I am a metalist, a metal fan. Metal is my religion. Look at all these people. What unites them? I can tell you, it's the fucking metal. <laughs> I think they're called metallurgists. <laughs> That's different, Steve. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I stumbled upon this band. I loved a lot of their songs. And this song, uh, I was going to say it stood out, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Nick, maybe you know this. Is there a metal uh, band by the name of Metallurgy? It would not surprise me, but I don't know off the top of my head. Because I'm going to copyright that. Metal Orgy? Is it like Metallurgy, but Metal Orgy? And it's a song, it's a a metal band that sings about, you know, sex and stuff. I'm pretty sure this is an original idea. Get on top of that, Steve. (laughs) That's the name of the first song. (laughs) (laughs) So Powerwolf wrote a song called Resurrection by Erection. I love this song. It's catchy as hell. It's it's like I, like you said it's it's got biblical imagery, spooky organ music, and it's about boners. I love it. I don't know if there's a, another song out there that quite combines all of these disparate. Aspects. Nick loves all of those things. I do. 
Dude, oh, man, I mean, and they got to figure it out. I mean, like, if you were to die and come back to life, you think Jesus had a boner when he came out of the out of the cave after three days? All right. Uh, yeah. He is risen! <laughs> okay, we've already, we start at sacrilege, so we start the episode with sacrilege. So we're going to go up from sacrilege then. Yeah, shout out to all of our former religious listeners. Yeah. Uh, so we just we heard a little bit of it. The last thing we heard was, no grave is animated, you're buried all alone, so let her work a wonder and wake your flesh and bone. And then it goes into the chorus. Resurrection! Oh my god, I tell you what, these guys are, uh, they are giving me reason to live. I'll tell you, just like... I thought you were going to say, Mike, they are giving me an erection. uh, (laughs) Power Wolf Wolf got no reason to live. (laughs) Save it for later, Steve. If your superpower was any, you know, if you're aroused, you are bulletproof. You know what I mean? Just like... How did you get that from this song, Mike? Because uh, they said, raise your phallus to the sky. And you're never going to die. Di- oh, yeah, <laughs> I suppose. See, I was thinking of it more as like a, once again, a kind of metaphorical spiritual thing. Like, if you get a heart on, your soul is saved. I like at how least, every- that's how I choose to think about it. <laughs> almost, I like how almost everything we talk about is a Rorschach test for Mike. <laughs> Just like, uh, Mike, for off the top of your head, what's uh, when you think about uh, never dying, what is the thing you think about never dying from? Shot to death. Oh, okay. You started with that. Like, that was the first thing. Like, within seconds, shot to death? All right. Not cancer, heart disease, shot to death. All right. It's weird. I guess it is the first thing that pops in my brain. I don't know. I've, dude, I wish I could buy a, one of those bulletproof vests sometimes just to, just to feel safe, man. You know? You know? I think you can. I don't think it's illegal to own a Kevlar vest. Maybe you can't get it shipped to New York. Only in you know a, what? I'm going to stop America, right here. Could you g- buy as many guns as you want, but no Kevlar vest to protect yourself from them? <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually going to stop right there in case I, because st- the next thing I was going to say was like, I'm pretty sure you could, like, worst case scenario, like, uh, buy it and have it shipped to New Jersey and then like cross state lines with it. And then I was like, oh, that's probably illegal, right? That's, that's, that's probably a felony. <laughs> hey, Steve, did you see Mike was on the news in the Jersey Tunnel? Yes. Oh my, dude, they had an art exhibit up in the city. Speaking of, I'm sorry, just about Bulletproof Vest for real quick. Uh, and like, it was like Bulletproof Vest for kids. Like it was, and it had like families posing in Bulletproof Vest and stuff. And you'd go in, nothing was for sale because it was an art exhibit about the, fu- the you know, these people. I'm pretty sure it's satire. I'm yeah, pretty sure satire. It's just, it's just yeah. a bunch it's of people showcasing. Think. It's a bunch of people showcasing their inability to understand satire. <laughs> Which will play into my song later. But but Nick, yeah, uh, I love this song you've you've got here, man. Thank you. I love it too. However, once again, I other than in the privacy of my own home or when I'm commuting, there's really no occasion where you could play this song in a group of people. Like, I, listen, I have long accept, I have long ago accepted that whenever I go to a house party, I'm not going to hear any music that I enjoy listening to. I can accept that. Nick. However. <laughs> However, I don't care what new Migos song came out. However, I also acknowledge... You don't like Coldplay and the Killers on loop for three or four hours? I also acknowledge that the music I personally enjoy listening to is probably not what other people want to hear. Steve, as someone who... We used to work together. You can attest that frequently when I got control of the music, people asked me if I could turn it off. Yes. Yes, they did. And usually I was leading the charge. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Steve. Nick, turn it off. Pirates of Penzance won't play itself. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, but exactly how many people stop me from both playing Pirates of Penzance and singing Pirates of Penzance compared to stopping your music? You broke them down, Steve. Well, you should learn from me then. (laughs) But the song does continue. Oh my god. You know, you know, 
you don't hear too many older conservatives talk about the power of prayer in regards to their erection. <laughs> I mean, the the amount of shit that these people think can be altered through the power of prayer, like, oh, you know, gun violence, pray, pray about it. Uh, you know, like uh, 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 hurricanes, uh, pray about it. But when it comes to like the old conservatives getting boners, they're like. Oh, no, no, no. Prayer doesn't work. We need to devote billions of dollars of taxpayer money to developing Viagra and Cialis for us because we're in charge. Actually, first off, Steve, very good topical political point. Second off, uh, this whole song could be the background music of a Cialis commercial. <laughs> Especially that one where they're in like the dual tubs. Everyone. Okay, slight tangent. I want to know the story of how those people dragged two tubs to the beach to just sit down there and hold hands. Where did the tubs come from? How did they fill the tubs up? How did they get on the beach? It's because this is a product that is being marketed to older, rich white people who need help with getting erections. Who will most likely have a beachfront property that they leave tubs out in so that when the mood strikes them, because we live in the golden age again, they can just go out on the beach and sit in a tub. <laughs> like, the idea between that commercial and this song, just it makes me think of, like, this love story of this elderly couple. And, like, you know, the man's always on the verge of death, but she always manages to get him to come back for one last bang. Every you mean night. weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> or Mike, are you saying that he was resurrected? No, not <laughs> Jesus, Nick. I didn't forget the title of the song. <laughs> I mean, he's like, oh, he's almost going, and she's like, no, no, not, not yet. Come back one more time. We obviously have other songs to go to, but there's one last little section of new lyrics uh, as they kind of tie this whole song together. The day Well, wait, wait, wait. What? What's? Why is he talking about the third day? I think this is what I I'm going to call this um, uh, Reddit biblical fan fiction. Reddit biblical fan fiction. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking pretty for sure that this, after. This is this is biblical fan fiction with with uh, definitely. On, I could only probably find this on a Reddit thread somewhere of. People being like, "Yeah, it's we take stuff from the Bible, but we we mess it around so that it tells like a more compelling story. Like, what if uh, what if the devil gets together with a with a virgin, and then they have like an in betweeny baby who's part good and part evil, and like that's my Messiah. I'd like that to be my Messiah. That'd be more in the lines of what I would think of. But uh, that is essentially the song. It ends with one last triumphant chorus." I fucking nah. I'm adding that to my playlist. Hell Nick. fucking yeah, Mike. <laughs> our I, I think that we can say our hope is that by the end of this episode, all of our listeners have added three new songs to their playlists. Uh, but that was my guilty pleasure. That is what I <laughs> will rock out to. When, well, you certainly should feel guilty about that, Nick. Uh, but Mike, it is your turn now to uh, share in the guilt. Uh, yeah. So my my guilty pleasure, I as. You may or may not be shocked. Is a bubblegum, a bubblegum. Uh, whoa, what? A, a bubblegum uh, pop band, and uh, the fast food rockers. Now, before I get into my song, uh, just for anyone who may already know of this band, or they're thinking, "Wait a second, fast food rockers." I know them. Uh, here's a tidbit from their most famous song, uh, the fast food song. Okay, so okay, so Mike, let me get this straight. You're saying this is the A side. 
This, this, this the, is this is the one that everyone knows. This is, and we're gonna listen to something that isn't as good or popular. As yeah, this. we're gonna listen to the number two song. All right, that's my guilty pleasure. Number but, two, indeed. I'm but sure. I, but I found out that uh, that this song uh, was was their bread and butter. This is what got them anything. Um, they're pizza and chicken wings. Yeah, Mike, before we get into your pe- main, oh, I like that. I like that. Before we get into your main guilty pleasure song, can I just say first off. Yes, I have observed Euro Trash from the early 2000s really seems to be your true in your heart of hearts, the music that you respond to the most. And I think that that's beautiful. It makes me so happy, Nick. It makes me so happy. Like, I hear these it tickles songs. His, it tickles his ganglions in his frontal lobe. I just, oh, God. Yeah, every, my whole, yeah, exactly, Steve. Exactly. You know what I mean? I feel untouchable. I just want to dance my freaking face off. And I'm nothing but smiles when I'm hearing songs like well, this. Well, this, this this kind of music uh, is almost like deliriously happy. Like there's no way people could be this happy unless they were on some kind of drug or were just trying to mask the horrors of the world and go in the complete opposite direction. Oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Nick. This does definitely like ring true. Like if I think of Mike going on some sort of like roaring rampage of revenge. Like, I'm imagining something like this playing in his head. Like, if we're watching it, like, movie style, he's, like, ripping doors off of hinges and, like, taking bullets to the chest to something like this. The SWAT team comes in, <laughs> put the gun down, and in Mike's head, you're just hearing. <laughs> There's so much blood! <laughs> so... But this isn't the song you want to but, but that's but that's not the song. This so I came across this today and I just was shocked that this was the the song they were known for. Um so uh just to give you a background of the band before we jump into the 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 real song, uh the fast food rockers, they were a British pop group that formed in the summer of two thousand three. Uh, after they uh they claimed they met at a fast food convention in uh Folkestone. You know what? I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> was and the uh, and Cock Rock was the featured principal performer, <laughs> I assume. Also, is that a thing in? I don't know that in America, a fast food convention. What do you do there? We have fast think, food conventions. They're just called food courts in American malls. I was say, I'm imagining some sort of like really hardcore paintball contest between like Team Wendy's, Team Jack in the Box. That would be amazing. Oh my god. I'd be on Team Taco Bell. What's your, what's your guys' favorite fast food? You don't have one? Nick, Nick can't answer that. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what traditional fast food can I actually eat? Uh, There's, Nick, you should make a fast food gluten-free restaurant called Gluten to Go. But that would confuse the people with celiac <laughs> disease. Oh, no. All they have is gluten? <laughs> I invested half a million dollars in this business. What went wrong? <laughs> But Mike, you were saying British pop uh, group met at a convention, a fast food uh, convention. <laughs> yeah, they met at a convention. So it's uh it's made up of of Lucy Meggett, Martin Rycroft, and Rhea Scott. And also they have their own mascot. Um and you'll see him in the music video. He's in every music video they have. Uh he's a giant blue dog named Hot Dog. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um some sort of off-brand Clifford. So <laughs> Clifford the cool blue dog. The cool blue guy. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, I first heard this band when I was laid up in the hospital. I had just been hit by a car. I was laid oh, up. Finally, a new Mike Russell story to get into. Oh, I feel like you guys have heard of this one. But I was I was in the hospital for, for a couple, for like a month, pretty much, and spent my birthday in there, and everyone was like came in to visit, and they're super supportive, but they gave me an iPad. My first like music like like it was a Rio. Like, oh my before, god! Like a, an old fucking uh, MP3 player. For younger and, listeners uh, may not have been born when that <clears throat> came out. Yeah, Zune <laughs> users were laughing at you behind your back. <laughs> yeah, iPod users laughed at Zune users. Zune users <laughs> laughed at Rio users. Yeah. Oh god, it's true too. That thing was so off-brand. Like, like, but um, but they loaded it. With really happy music because they wanted me to be happy during what was a difficult time of my life. And, you know, how nice. But it was filled with 
bubblegum pop shit. And this song, Say Cheese, really pushes uh, pushes uh, pushes the happiness on you. So give it a give okay. it a, give it a. Yeah, let's just get into it. Say Yeah. So as you can tell, they're really pushing, pushing the happiness. They want you to smile. And I gotta say, like when I would listen to this song all the time, and then all, you know, it was around the same time uh, the complaints of women being like, "Don't tell me to smile." And I was like, "Oh, but it's so nice when this band does it." Like, how? Oh, come Mike. <laughs> also, Mike. First off, that's such a sweet sentiment. Second off, I'm just imagining you in a full body cast, just tapping your one toe that you can along to the beat. <laughs> But you know what, Mike? In all honesty, I won't judge you for listening to deliriously happy music when you were in a hospital. Wait, was this when you were on a catheter? Oh, yeah. That's when I had the catheter and my my hip was all screwy and I got a metal bar put in my leg and it was my birthday and I was on morphine. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh... <laughs> so that part was pretty nice. I was going to say, it's easy to <laughs> smile when you're on morphine, I guess. Oh, that's all you do. <laughs> <laughs> You sit there smiling, and you can't really interact with people. It's fucking... And I love how this song is called, uh, Say Cheese, parentheses, Smile, Please. It's a very polite <laughs> song, actually. It is. So the fast food rockers, if you if you want an idea of how these, these fun lovers, uh, you know, express themselves to their fans, uh, they, on their website, this... Taken from their website here, I've got their member profiles, and they, they just give them a little tidbits of all their favorite stuff. Like Lucy, Lucy, she says, I eat onions with everything, and her favorite cheese is Cheshire. Uh, her favorite food, fish, chips, and peas, and onions. Can't forget the onions. And, uh, Wait, fish and chips and peas? Yes, fish, They're, they're British, Nick. They're British. <laughs> They peas with a knife. Maybe like that's the, why they like go the to kings fast. Of old. Maybe that's why they go to fast food conventions there because it's the only place to escape from British food. <laughs> Hell, that's why they conquered India. <laughs> uh, Martin, he uh, his favorite cheesy hero is Super Ted. He enjoys cheese toasties and he loves cartoon socks. Could one could one of our British <laughs> listeners explain what the hell any of that meant? <laughs> It sounds like this whole band was put together via online plot generators. <laughs> None of these are Just real like, people. Generate a band generate a band member backstory, like some sort of online fantasy name generator where like you press a button and then it just randomizes likes cartoon socks, puts cheese on whiskers, you know, just yeah, what that likes cartoon socks? What, what does that, that mean? I, I don't know the socks are like have cartoons on them of his favorite cartoons, or if he likes watching cartoons and he thinks that they have nice socks. Oh my god, does he like is his wallpaper just frozen freeze frames of his favorite TV shows where you catch a glimpse of an animated sock and he's like, oh fuck yeah. Ooh, that's a good sock right there. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, sock it to me. You, Nick, you would immediately go to this dirty place with your Erection music. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's on the mind. I got I got boners on the mind, Steve. If that's Mike's a crime, to, then I don't want to be innocent. Mike's trying to share a pure beam of sunlight with us right now, and all you keep doing is throwing a curtain over it. That's and then poking it with your boner. No, no, don't, don't, don't poke the. Uh, Mike, do you, do you want to hear more of the song? Oh, let's get back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, she just said losers gave up trying? Yeah, so you're a loser if you're sad, which is a little harsh, but you know, you better keep smiling. That's what I learned do any from this of, song. Are, do any of them have doctorates in psychology? <laughs> are you any of them what? licensed therapists? They sound like all of those like celebrities and like, I remember, I don't, it was some sport basketball player, I feel like, who like say like, yo, if you're depressed, just take a walk. Like, stop being so mopey. Guys, depression is so easily fixable. You just like get rich. 
You just be rich, <laughs> and then you have money, and then you do what you want, and then you're not sad anymore. Just do it. Well, now, uh, now, guys, to be fair, to be fair, there's a, there is, there is a, you know what? People got to find what works for them to to overcome the the old the old big D. Mike, I still have resurrection by erection G-pick, on the break. Nick, <laughs> don't. Um, but I will say this works for me. Do you know what I mean? When I'm sad and out of it, like this is this is my therapy. That's fair. I throw on I throw on bubblegum pop and I go to my fucking happy place. And then they tell me to smile and I do, and it is contagious. And wow, oh, do it. It's just although for, hang- brief, for that brief three minutes, three and a half minutes, I am uh, I'm on cloud nine. Just blast, blast away. Ignore those losers who gave up trying. Sorry, people struggling with addiction. Hey. All right, guys, what do you think? What should our overall band vibe aesthetic look like? Um, how about we all look like like trashy superhero Snow White? <laughs> I think that's what we should go for. You know what? Yes, if you don't know what the band trashy superhero Snow White is exactly the band's aesthetic. <laughs> That is a great explanation. And it's like the shiniest, brightest latex. It's interesting. Like, what if we bought our Snow White costumes from, like, a, like a neighborhood sex store? Like, what if we all just did that? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Europop, especially from this time period, was truly idiosyncratic. Like, there's just some... It, it transcends itself. There's just such a level of stupid optimism that it almost is impossible to not feel slightly better. Like, it's you literally can, just you hitting a part you, of your brain over and over again. There's literally animated smiley faces bouncing all over the screen as these bleach blonde Euro trash pop stars are just, like, shimming and gyrating and talking about putting on a happy face. You know, if people just allowed themselves to be brainwashed a bit and just, <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> sure, you just bury your problems deeper and, you know, it might come up later, but you, for the time being, oh, man, you feel great, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, short-term gains. That's the name of the game. <laughs> All right, I'm assuming we want to hear a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, you can skip. There's a there's a breakdown in a bit where, where the guy does some Ricky Martin moves. Color me intrigued. <laughs> you see how? No, yes. Mike. Hold on. Thank you, Mike. Ho White. Thank you. That's what I was trying to go for. Thank you. <laughs> the airplanes that you see how, if the listeners are wondering. Um, yeah, if, if y'all want to have a good time, you put this on. You get to watch the band flying around in a small airplane, dropping "Say Cheese and Smile Please" on uh, on the people below, and they start smiling. They just can't help it. They just I feel can't like help it. people in the UK have a kind of tumultuous history with people flying over in planes and dropping things. <laughs> so I'm a little amazed that they were so receptive to the smile, please. <laughs> Especially considering how far up they are. I mean, those those little cards are going to do some real damage to people's faces. We will smile in the fields. We will smile in the cities. And the land, the sea, and the air. <laughs> Never have so many smiled for so few. God, they really needed a Winston Churchill rap breakdown in this song. Please tell me that's coming, Mike. That would put a smile on my face. Oh, but that wouldn't they? Winston Churchill breaking out some dance moves. Oh also, my God. they say sadness does you no good, but uh, that's where I like. Mike, this song might work for you, and I, I I can understand that it could work for other people. However, I feel like any music that tries to tell you you shouldn't be able to feel sadness at an appropriate time, just be deliriously happy at all times, is I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be looking for nuance in a pop song called "Say Cheese," but it's not there. Nick, listen. These people got photos to take, and they don't want your frowny ass fucking f- fucking up the photo. Stop fucking up the photo. Fucking smile. 
It's going to look good. <laughs> and this was at a time when you didn't have smartphones that could take as many pictures as you wanted to. So if you had like a couple frowny photos, your, your new digital camera might run out of storage or your film camera, your disposable one, you've used up like three of your 20 photos that you get in it. Well, you might not even know that someone's frowning. You know, That's right. You won't know until you develop it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, God, would you, would you look at this? Would you look at this fucking Glenn? And then that I, was a that was a single moment in time. We're never going to get it back ever again. And this is the picture we have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your mom just died, Glenn. But Jesus, you know, we were at Six Flags. We're <laughs> supposed to be a good time. All right. Now I I'm do, <laughs> do want to hear a little bit more. I want to get to this breakdown that you teased. Yeah, good to. It's- You hear that, boys? Smiles get your friends. People, you're more approachable when you smile. So, Mike, you know? I I don't know if this is in bad taste, but I feel like this band could become relevant again because they say, because happiness is so contagious, so wear a smile. They could do a great COVID nineteen preparatory video by saying, because coronavirus is so contagious, so wear a mask. <laughs> Yo, Nick, Nick, we got to email the band. We got to email them up. Be like, Yo, come on back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they got nothing going on. They're so. going to have a quarantine comeback. Yes. Uh, uh, I think what? You know, just if you skim, you can see him. He's in his bright yellow. There, that's when he's okay. dancing. how they're all passing it on there's a bunch of gyrating beachgoers all with two fists kind of passing it on to each other if you lose yourself within the fast food rockers nick i'm telling you just 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 fucking fucking forget about it hive minded up pass it on look at the other smiles oh oh god just feel ignore so your real feelings exactly. pretend they don't exist keep them buried deep down <laughs> But, Mike, to get you through a horrible car accident, I will not judge your guilty pleasure choice in this song. It, oh. is, it is infectious, like so many terrible things. It, uh, it, did, it, did hold a, it did hold a place in time for you. It did come to you at the exact moment you needed it, and it did speak to you in a very specific way that you needed to hear. That's right. And, that Steve, right. did your song choice do a similar thing? <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> At least not for the number of people that threatened to kill the artist. <laughs> what? Uh, Steve, do you want to get into who that artist is? Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to um, I wanted to go last because I wanted to make absolutely certain that people who listen to this episode walk away with my guilty pleasure song <laughs> trapped in their head for weeks at a time because that is certainly what will happen. Um, so my guilty pleasure song, the the thing that actually. Uh, inspired this whole episode for me is and we'll play a little bit of it here uh, a song called short people by the seminal performing artist randy newman Have you ever heard this song before? Yes. I, okay. Well, like it's it's written like I'm. I forgot how it goes, but I remember hearing this song, and it was offensive to short people. That's yeah. My so, dad introduced me to this song. Okay, so uh, I won't get into who Randy Newman is too much because I feel like he's he's fairly well known, at least compared with some of the other people we talked about today. Uh, in my book, um, Power Wolf is way more notable than Randy <laughs> Newman. Yeah. Yes, well, you live in your own little world now, don't you? <laughs> We all do now. <laughs> um, so uh, it was written by Randy Newman, featured on his 1977 album, Little Criminals. Um, it, um, it was originally written. Now, I, the thing about Randy Newman, people think about Randy Newman and they think of, like, Toy Story. They think of, you know, the 
best friends. What is that song? Uh, you got a friend in me. That's you typically what people think of. You got a friend in me. Um, so he's off because of that. A lot of people who know of Randy Newman today dismiss him as like a like a lighter, like a lighter fare sort of, you know, like Toy Story type of uh, artist. He's a uh, or he's a saint, right? He's or or like a like a parody of himself because of how idiosyncratic his singing style is. You know, like people parody him all the time. Um, but for much of his career, he's actually a musical satirist. So a lot of his songs, especially his early work, were uh, developed and written as satire. Um, so he does a, an even worse song than this called Rednecks, which is very, very satirical about certain, you know, a certain, not not about that group of people, but using like the perception of that group of people to satirize the people who make fun of them. So obviously songs probably aren't the best like multi-layered delivery method for that sort of satire <laughs> um as randy newman found out uh, after he wrote this song um this was originally written as an absurdist attack on the concept of prejudice so the song itself is from the perspective of a person who is prejudiced against short people and uh. we'll get into some of the lyrics about like what he like it he goes out of his way to be as absurdly prejudiced about people who are maybe just not as tall as you in a way as to sort of show, look, this is how crazy prejudice is. Why are you why are you so offended by someone who has a slightly darker skin tone? Like right. the, it doesn't make any sense. How different are they from you? But Randy Newman discovered to his detriment that a song with a jaunty little piano intro might not be the right delivery method for a multi-layer <laughs> satirical piece. Um so if you want to play a little bit more, Nick. So again, that's ridiculous, right? You guys get that. Like that's that's a ridiculous point of view for any human being to take on a, any other group of people who are just slightly different physically. But here's yeah, the thing. Randy but, Newman is definitely assuming people know that he doesn't actually think that. Yeah, that was his first mistake. Um it kind of uh, there was an art fun article about uh I can't remember if it was um uh, Entertainment Weekly or or The Guardian, but there was an article about Randy Newman being the first victim of PC culture, like because this was like the late seventies, and you had you know it was not necessarily a high the high watermark for PC <laughs> being politically correct in the seventies, but this was very much I think uh, at least the first sort of instance that people can point towards to say that oh a lot of people took something the wrong way and lashed out as a result well, actually well, um i don't remember the order it came out but wasn't they're coming to take me away haha also kind of a lot of people jumped on that for being insensitive to yeah that that yeah, i think Ill, right? that yeah. that came out i think before this so that was probably but this was the first that song was like you know some people heard it like it was fairly popular but like this was way more popular and way more people heard it but because way more people heard it it got into the ears of way more people uh, who may not understand what it was supposed to be about well you know the thing was satire or not steve you gotta imagine so you got you got real short people right who uh may have some precognitive like um um Precognitive? Are you saying short people are psychic? No, no they're uh but they're insecurities right um, about being smaller than other people, and Randy Newman is pointing stuff out that that like might be true, like little hands, little feet. You know what I mean? They might be like, oh, fuck, fuck Randy Newman, fuck Randy Newman. They call that my platform shoes. How did he know? <laughs> I mean, little people uh, did uh, um, did like boycott, like not boycott, but like they staged protests at uh, performances he gave. Not of this song, but just in general, like after the song came out, several radio stations refused to play it because uh, people who heard it thought he was being offensive towards short people and uh, didn't want to listen to it. Uh, there was this one congressman in Maryland who even tried to get the song banned, but couldn't because of the First Amendment. Um, I, and it's so, and it's amazing to me because when you hear it, 
it it does not like I don't I personally don't understand how people can re not can listen to this and think this is his obvious viewpoint. First of all, why would you even write that song? And why would you like try to sell it commercially? Yo, Steve, how tall are you? Six one. That's why, Steve. Yes, you're right, Mike. <laughs> that's you're yeah, absolutely that's, right. Yeah, really brave position to be in, Steve, when you're a little over six foot. Okay. That's you're absolutely right, Mike. I am very privileged. You look. You're it's listening my, this I, way. I don't. I don't see what the big deal is. You I don't well, you, but you know, as, but the, then, as the shortest one amongst the three of us, I am deeply offended. Now I have decided. <laughs> okay, but now listen, play play it again. Play this now, Nick, and listen to the chorus. Little so, juxtaposition in there. Yeah, <clears throat> you, you have to get to the chorus to... Like you, you have to get to the chorus to get to the point where, like, he doesn't just write a song about bad mouthing short people. He like the if there was, I I could understand like people getting upset if that's all the song was. Like this chorus was just a continuation of that. But it's it's not really like the the chorus is there to provide the juxtaposition to show you, oh, this is a. This, that to show you what the song's actually about. Right. Now, Steve, I, I, I see what he's doing there, but I feel like, did he say, are, you know, short people are just like you and I, stupid like I? Did he say that? No, he said, a fool such as I. So, oh. like, he's saying, I am a fool, and short people are just, are, are the same <laughs> as everybody. I am a fool for, you know. I, I think he's calling short people fools, though, based on the way he worded that. Short people are just like you and I, okay? And then he goes, and I'm fucking stupid. Like, you know, Mike, I, <laughs> if I were to take a poll of the people on this show who would read into this song the same way that all of those other folks read into this song, I would peg you as the devil's advocate. <laughs> but that, job, hap- that happened a lot. Uh, it seems with songs, especially in the seventies. Another song that we covered at one point uh, was uh, Tom Jones' "She's a Lady." That was another song that was kind of problematic in the first verse, and then in the second half, he like quickly tries to cover his tracks. And it seems like Randy Newman's trying to do the same, but once again, as the shortest person amongst us, which is still, I think, four inches above the average height, I am still deeply offended. <laughs> okay, but this is going back to that thing that you guys were talking about, that that art installation Mike talked about at the beginning of the episode, about someone built an art installation to showcase the absurdity of having to live in a country where you'd be safer going outside with a bulletproof vest, and then everyone shows up and puts their kids in the vest and takes fun pictures with them. <laughs> like, this, is, this song is the exact same thing. That, uh, but again... A, a two-minute song is probably not the correct vehicle for a multi-layer, like, insightful, satirical look in the dumb nature of prejudice in the United States. And does, I can admit that fully. Does he, does he say more mean stuff about short people in this? Is there, is there another... He, uh, he, yes, there's a second verse. A wonderful world, short people got nobody, short Now, now, Nick. <laughs> yes. Nick, if you you're the one who keeps saying that I'm the shortest person here, now would you say that you have a dirty little mind? I mean, that's besides the point. Certainly, my based, music choice ba- for this episode doesn't lend based any on light everything into that. you said today. <laughs> but Mike, you are always picking me up to say hello to me, so I, I feel uh, a little a little <laughs> called out. You know, I did that with affection, but now here, Randy Newman. Uh, apparently, I've been doing insulting to you the you whole time. You just shook Nick. me so vigorously, Mike. <laughs> So, so the Guardian newspaper did an article with, with, with Randy oh. in July of 2008 
they asked him if he realized that when he wrote the song that the irony would be a tough sell. And his reply was, and I'm not going to do this in a Randy Newman voice. I know I should. Why not? I, I didn't. I thought, all you got to do is listen. It's not like it's James Joyce. <laughs> then I realized the medium wasn't great for that. People don't listen to music like that where they're actually listening. They're doing all kinds of other things. It's just an irritation. <laughs> so he fully admits that this was not like probably... he. Th- he it's that sort of situation of... There can't possibly be any reason why people would get offended by this. It's completely obvious what I'm going for here, right? Completely <laughs> underestimating the ability of people to take things the wrong way. Which, Mike, you rage against at all times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I, my music can't really be misconstrued any other way. It's simply about what it's about. And you know what? I kind of like that. That's because it's not trying to be better than what it is. <laughs> It's already great. Why does it need to try to be better? Um, but it's but it is Nick, it's a catchy your song. Of being about horny zombies, I think, was just beautiful. You know, but it's no. a catch. That- but it's it's a catchy fucking song. I mean, I know, like, it's got all sorts of things you can talk about. But at the like at the bare minimum, it's his fault for writing it so catchy, and then having it like if he just wrote a catchy song about like a nothing topic, it would be like a number one hit. But he tried to both write a catchy song about using and like a satirical catchy song. People are either going to hear the satire or they're going to hear like that super catchy as hell piano line at the uh, beginning. I think I think a, a problem was he didn't pick something bizarre enough because short people are like you know they they they're just the same as you and I. They do have dirty minds and uh they drive little cars. So actually Randy Newman was actually they go beep beep beep. He should have brought up something more absurd because there's obviously so many people out there who clearly think that hating little people is a valid outlook to have in life. And and also let me say this, Randy Newman also hates this song. He hates the song so much he refuses to play it no, anymore. No, come on. It's, he but it's, he, it's, he it's, hates both because it's a novelty song, so he doesn't feel like it's indicative of where he is as a musician anymore, but also because he got so many people mad at him, like all the unnecessary anger. Like people get through death threats his way. Like he's just, it's not worth it for a song he doesn't even like anymore. Um, and it doesn't help that this song is actually his first charting single as well. Oh, God. This was the first song he wrote that charted at all. Like, he had oh, albums that charted, but this was the first one? single. Yeah. He had albums. For a lot of people. Albums that charted. For a lot of people, this was their first impression of Randy Newman. Yeah. He, so that's another. And it features on every Greatest Hits album that gets released. So there's a reason he doesn't like it. Oh, that's so funny. But you, know, I, you, know, I also, he, you know what he should do? You know what he could do? He should he should do a live performance of this, right? And then, but like at you know at the end, his his character, right? This guy singing about all the short people gets his ass kicked by about like fifteen little people or like just short people on stage. Now, um, does that make it worse or better? No, 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 because they they take him down. Mike, I've seen a couple of WrestleManias that basically <laughs> have the same thing happen. Yeah. <laughs> And it's never treated like that's probably the pinnacle of how that topic. Also, treated. Randy Newman's like eighty years old now. I don't know if his body could even take pretend clobbering from a bunch of short people. Yeah, he's he's busy now writing songs about how Putin is Putin loves uh, running around with a shirt off because he's secretly a teenage boy. Oh, I gotta hear that one. Yeah, it's, it, he actually came out with a new album. I think a year ago it was his first new work in like twenty years, and that was one of the songs on it. But I, 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 again, this is a guilty pleasure because it's just so be- unbelievably catchy. And it's part of it goes to that beginning piano line, the da, 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 yeah. It is fun, um, man. I mean, like, it gets you, it, you're right, it gets you, it gets you moving, you know? And it's, and it's, tr- and, and that we've talked about a little bit uh, a few minutes ago about how Randy Newman is, is a, is a superbly, like, parodyable artist like his singing style is so idiosyncratic and his like his songwriting is so very specific that he's very easy to mock or to make fun of himself and how he sings um and that reason behind like this song is so catchy a lot of people tend to use this song as like a basis for writing a randy newman parody song like mad tv did one i know like uh uh 
Family Guy used mm-hmm. it, and um, there's a, a comedy duo I love called Paul and Storm. They used to be part of Da Vinci's Notebook, which is a uh, like an acapella comedy group. They're very funny. Go check them and out. And they did the song but, Enormous Penis, right? Yes, they did. Oh, I penis, love that song. Which so is where my more Nick's mind is at because he's a short person. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got a huge dick. Yeah. Um, okay, you went. You jumped they, through a lot of. You you <laughs> a to veed that pretty quickly. I was gonna say a to deed that, but that's um, only because I got they, penis on the mind. They 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 picked up on how catchy this song is, and uh, Randy Newman's proclivity for writing like catchy movie themes and they did a little bit with it and I'm going to play it here just just for just for humor's sake. He's <laughs> playing it for some folks on a radio show. Found a ring. <laughs> Pretty little thing. But now it's gone and messed up everything. <laughs> it's looking dire to save the shire. You gonna have to Chuck the ring in the fire. <laughs> Look out, Frodo! It's that Gollum man. He bit the precious right off your hand. <laughs> Nobody believed that they could win. Go, hobbits, go! <laughs> shit that's good yeah. that's good that's good <laughs> yeah and it's about short people so that one that one's about short people too you know that would actually be good if there's any singer songwriters who can do a really good randy newman impression like they could probably start a patreon just doing any cover of any song in a randy newman style no matter how disparate the genre like do you think how do you think say cheese if randy newman covered it would sound like smile please Say cheese and smile. Say cheese and smile. Nobody frown. <laughs> See, it's it just works. It just works. <laughs> okay, Steve Jobs. So that is your guilty pleasure, Steve. Yes, yes. Randy Newman's short people. I will be singing it for the rest of the day. Oh, I, I love it. I love it, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it only seems fair for all of the songs that we've chosen over this podcast and all the bad, bizarre, or noteworthy music that listeners have submitted to us that we kind of put ourselves out there just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, and really give a glimpse inside our our music taste. Yes, our you terrible see, music taste. <laughs> you see, we are not like gods. We are not unto the god kind. We have foibles and we make mistakes. Are you saying we're fools just like them? Just the same as you and I. A fool such as I. Oh. Our listeners got no reason. To not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already. Uh, ah, and five on, stars preferably. Yeah. Yes, let's continue to try to push back that four and a half shitty rating and that get up to five stars. bastard, Nick, when I figured out who the fuck did that. I, it was oh, probably oh. a short person. Guys, I'm pretty sure we don't grow our listener base by lashing out at anybody who doesn't necessarily give us a glowing review. Scorched earth, Steve. Scorched earth. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, in Animal Crossing, if you destroy that bridge, you've got to wait a whole day for it to get rebuilt. (laughs) That is a uh, statement that probably a shockingly large number of people will totally understand. Not me, though. Uh, But guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, As previously mentioned, please leave us a review if you have not done so already. Check us out at Dapper Devil Productions. We got some fun stuff there. Uh, And you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier to see what I have been up to while in quarantine. And uh, Mr. Mike Russell. Uh, yeah, you can find me and my stuff at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, give us give us a listen, throw a review down, you know, let us know what you think. Send us your song suggestions. Oh, I can't wait for the the first quarantine listener submitted episode. That's gonna be a good. Yeah, time. we get a few That's in the bank, and please, we can always use more. And um, yeah, why don't you send us in? Well. I mean, honestly, when they send in their guilty pleasures already, so why don't you send us? Oh, I know. Based off of this Randy Newman song, uh, what's the song you were most offended about that you had to send a death threat? (laughs) 
Right, you have to send a death... Sometimes, listeners, you just have to send death threats. It, uh, the, the choice is out of your hands. You simply must do it. You know, when something really just rattles your cerebrum so hard, you're like, oh, that's it. Oh, I'm going to let them know. I'm going to let them know I'm coming for them. Because that's what makes what? the world a better place. When you don't like something, threaten to kill someone. Vengeance. Uh, Steve, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at yourmantrollo, on my website, stephentrollinger.com. Uh, on all fine Dapper Devil-related uh, films and television programs and podcasts. I don't know if we wanted to give a shout-out for the podcasts, by the way. I know we didn't do that yet. Um, I think we mentioned it pre-hiatus, but yes, um, the most recent uh, Dapper Devil Productions podcast was uh, Podcats, which was a podcast all about the musical Cats. So whether you love Cats or were terrified and alarmed by it, uh, there's content for everyone there. I got Yeah, I still got to listen in, man. Oh, there's some oh, good. So they, they rate the cats by like how like how definitely do they fuck? Like they have great systems. How how? T- <laughs> oh, when they get to Rum Tum Tugger, let me tell you, fur hits the fan. Nick Nick's all about the Rum Tum Tugger. The Rum Tum Tugger's a bi curious cat. But yes, check that out as well. Uh, and with that, uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. And until then, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I've got nothing funny to say. Ain't that the truth. And we will see you next week. Take care.